Welcome to Field Notes, the monthly podcast of Modern Steel Construction, the monthly magazine of AISC. I'm your host, Jeff Weisenberger, Chief Editor of Modern Steel Construction. This month's guest is Helen Torres, President and Founder of Helen Torres & Associates, a structural engineering firm based in Chicago. Before she established her own practice in, in 2020, Helen spent nearly 30 years working in the structural engineering field, focusing on new construction, renovation, and adaptive reuse projects in Chicagoland and across the country, many of which have been located on tight urban sites. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and I also want to mention that she was one of this year's AISC Ideas 2 Award judges. Uh, so welcome, Helen. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. So so what brought you into the world of buildings? You know, were there any, were there particular projects, or I should say, you know, structures from your youth that inspired you to get into engineering? You know, Jeff, I, I don't have that storybook tale of knowing what I want to be when, when I, I grow up. Um, but as I reflect back uh, growing up in the city, I've always enjoyed um, taking the elevated trains and mm-hmm. being able to look into the buildings downtown in the loop and then in the neighborhoods getting a snapshot of people's backyards I've always been fascinated by the urban fabric, and uh, uh, Chicago certainly has a lot to offer, and and, and that's true wherever I travel. Um, But I also recall as a child visiting um, the John Hancock building and being intrigued um, by its height and simplicity. And even even today, uh, still today, the John Hancock is my favorite building. So um, I think those were the first uh, kind of clues that <laughs> maybe I'd have uh, a life in the, the field of architecture and career. Sure, sure. That yeah. Oh, the Hancock's one of my favorites too. And it took me somebody I think somebody like who who is kind of smart about buildings to say, by the way, you look at it from two different angles. It looks like two different buildings, and I. They were right. There's like the wide angle and then there's the, the thin, the narrow angle. And, you know, the narrow angle actually I think is a little more well, from one side is really imposing and the other side is very elegant. But, uh, yeah. Right. And, get, right. and the Michigan, Michigan Avenue side is very elegant. For sure. Yeah. And, and good point about the, the trains, especially the brown line, um, since it's above ground the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's one. If I'm ever, if I ever have people visiting, I, I and they want to take the L. I'm like, we should take the Brown Line because you can see the city. You're not underground the whole time. You're not going along the highway. Um, no, that's really great. So, so from there, so when you know, I guess maybe the next question is, where where did you go to college? And I mean, was it when you got there? Was was engineering or architecture in, in then the forecast right away, or was it something you had to uh, eventually kind of come to? You know, I did have a circuitous path to structural engineering. I um, I switched my major twice and switched schools twice before I landed at the University of Illinois Chicago to study architecture. Um, but once I was studying architecture and immersed in the curriculum, I, I did feel like I was on the right path. And in the fifth year of the program, you had to uh, choose a focus, um, which was either design, technology, or structures. Mm -hmm. And I chose structures, structural engineering, because it offered the opportunity for two licenses. So I did work as a, I started working as a structural engineer. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
having been studying architecture, I wasn't coached that uh, that as a structural engineer, you could benefit from having um, a master's degree, that, that there would be more opportunities open to you. So after working for three years and knowing that I want to stay in structural engineering, I went back to school again, this time at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Mm -hmm. And I enrolled in the civil engineering department to, um, to study more structural engineering. And uh, I've um, stuck with it. And um, I did get licensed as a structural engineer, but, but I did not pursue the license as an architect. And um, I, I don't regret that. Sure. Well, that's great to hear. So you've uh, obviously before uh, starting your own firm, you, um, you know, you practiced for uh, it sounds like about 30 years or so. Uh, I was just curious when it when it comes to, you know, in projects that you've designed over the decades, are there any one or two that stand out because of how proud you are of them or how crazy they drove you or how like they, they were maybe particularly significant as far as being a learning experience? <laughs> Um, I, there is one project that stands out for all those reasons, for being a great learning experience, for driving me crazy, and for being uh, <laughs> particularly proud of it. Um, I worked on a, a business school at, at the University of Chicago, and it was uh, the first large-scale project I had uh, was leading as a project engineer. Um, it was 400,000 square feet and it had, um, you know, numerous structural challenges, you know, not just one or two, but probably 15 or 20 uh, exotic structural challenges. And um, it also felt like we were changing things um, almost up to ribbon cutting at least that's that's my recollection that's how it felt oh sure <laughs> that things just kept and um when when the project was completed it it uh it was about four years before i actually went and visited the facility and when i did visit it um kind of all that angst sort of melted away because um, the outcome was just so incredible. You know, all the all the fussing we had to do and the changes uh, to meet architectural um, demands, you know, turned out, you know, you could see what your efforts uh, had yielded in this um, masterpiece, really. So um, at that point, I was very, very proud of the work we had done. And um, what I realize now is that, you know, over time I have just become much better at managing project stresses, sure. <laughs> <laughs> especially um, during the construction phase, which can be very, very stressful. Switching gears, can you, can you talk a little bit about your firm? Um, what prompted you to go from, you know, just designing, uh, you know, working for other firms to start your own? And maybe talk a little bit about some of the um, initial challenges or, or considerations. Sure. Um, well, after 30 years of working uh, for others and spending a lot of that time in the corporate world, I, I just decided it was time 
uh, to go out on my own and, and sort of control my own destiny. Um, certainly, uh, starting from scratch, uh, there were many, many challenges and considerations. And uh, two and a half years into it, I, I'm still working through some of them. <laughs> sure. You know, simple things like your firm name, the website, the organization. I had to make decisions on pretty quickly. And then once, uh, you know, licenses and uh, all those things were in place, I was uh, pretty quick to um, apply for certification as a a minority and women-owned business, which um, I had thought would be helpful in securing work. Mm -hmm. And and indeed, it it has been. Um, I've really learned uh, an incredible amount um, I guess I really didn't realize how much I didn't know <laughs> when, I, when I was starting. Um, but I've learned an incredible amount in the past couple of years, and, and I'm still learning. Um, but uh, I feel that it has been a success. I'm uh, very proud of the portfolio that we're building. Um, I've been able to work on projects uh, in the same market sectors that I've been working on for years, uh, which is uh, healthcare, Mm -hmm. higher ed, um, science and technology projects, and uh, data centers. And we also have been doing quite a bit of K through 12 work, um, which which has been nice uh, local work for us. Um, so, uh, so far so good. It, uh, has been, um, a crazy time with, you know, COVID, Uh, we, but we, we have learned, um, how to be a work from home organization, Mm -hmm. um, so far and, um, open-minded about where, where that will go. Okay. So is that that's that was going to be another question. I wasn't sure. Did you open up an official office, so to speak, or are you still waiting on that? I, I'm still waiting on that. If if uh, if COVID uh, didn't come our way mm-hmm. um, two and a half years ago, I would have definitely opened an office because that would have, I believe, just been an expectation. Um, sure. But. Uh, Learning from our work from home experience, um, I I don't see the need just yet. Um, I feel like if we have uh, young staff members that we have to train, Mm -hmm. um, that that would be really important um, to be sitting there at the same table. Um, But right now, um, we're, we're still working from home successfully. Sure. And yeah, like you, you like you were saying, I mean, if, if this had happened like maybe back in 2018 or even 19, it would have been more of an expectation to have a, of an office. But it's funny how, yeah, our, our expectations have all kind of changed quite a bit in the last few years. But it sounds like it's working out pretty well so far, um, your current uh, format. Um, so uh, since you, you've been obviously been in the industry for, for quite a while, I'm, I'm curious over, over the past three decades or so, how have you seen the industry evolving since you've been in it, especially in terms of equity issues? <laughs> well, you know, the progress is, is I, I guess I'd say it's slow. I don't want to mm-hmm. be negative, but uh, where I have seen um, changes mm-hmm. is um you know, in school and uh, when I started working, uh, there were always other women um, 
you know, studying and working alongside me. Mm-hmm. But as a young engineer, sometimes uh, at the project team, when you, you'd meet at the site or uh, meet to coordinate the project, I, I would be the only woman at the table. And um, fast forward 10 years, uh, there were more women at the table. And Mm -hmm. fast forward 20 years, uh, I was working on a project where um, the women were in the majority. So um, we there there is a recognition that having women lead projects um, is a good thing. Um, So so uh, we do see equity at the project table. Um, there are there are women um, leading projects and, and leading large scale projects and doing a great job of it. Um, the other place I have seen um, progress is with uh, professional women's organizations. Okay. Um, and that that's a great resource for women. I belong to Women in Structural Engineering, WISE, which is a SEAOI um, organization. Okay. Um, there's also a new organization in the in Chicago called um, Professional Women in Construction, which um, you know brings all all the all the fields construction fields um, under one umbrella and. And that's really nice to see. I know there's um, Chicago Women in Architecture. There's just a lot of women organizations that are getting traction. Good. Yeah, that's, so, so that that is progress. Yeah, I, indeed, that that is great to hear. Well, on that note, I was curious. You know, do you have any advice for young women who are thinking about studying engineering, or you know, you know, considering it as a profession, or who are already in it and uh, ready to go out into the uh, construction world in general? Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, certainly um, the, construct, the construction industry offers uh, great careers mm-hmm. if you enjoy teamwork and problem solving. Mm-hmm. And what what is so great about it is that um, you actually can see your efforts in the built world. Um, that that is unique. Um, my advice uh, for a young woman is. What, what I had just said to join these professional right. organizations um, so you can build your network outside of your office or your classroom. Um, another piece of advice, which I wish um, I had the advantage of earlier in my career, is uh, to visit engineersrising.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie Slocum is like the patron saint of structural engineers. (laughs) She has uh, very sage advice for women, and um, I'm sure anybody could benefit from from taking a look at their website and more. And uh, I guess my last piece of advice based on my circuitous route Mm -hmm. uh, to finding my passion is that uh, if you find that you don't have passion for what you're doing, Mm -hmm. find the courage to change your path um, because your career could easily be 40 years long. (laughs) So um, there is time and um, find that courage and do it. No, that's that's great advice. No, that's a, that's a very good point. You you don't want to necessarily do something for forty years if you're not really enjoying it. Right. 
It's a long time. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, well, so I just want to switch gears and, and talk a little bit about the Ideas uh, Awards. Um, we'll be running the uh, winners in, in our May issue. And thanks again for being one of the judges. Um, okay. I'm just curious, you know, what, I, did you have any, uh, you know, general observations about the judging experience itself? Or was there anything that jumped out at you in particular? enjoyed the experience and um, I thought that um, AISC did just an amazing job at pulling the team together. We had two structural engineers, two practicing structural engineers, a practicing architect, a fabricator, and a constructor. So we had all aspects of a building and it brought different viewpoints to the table. Um, so, you know, something that maybe we thought was sort of ordinary in, from a structural pr engineering perspective, you know, could have been extremely complicated from a fabricating or constructing perspective. Um, so that was a real treat to be at that table and to hear um, everybody's different perspective. Uh, and I, we all, I think we all enjoyed it and had a good time. And we're pleased with the outcome. Very good. Yeah, no, we're definitely pleased with the outcome. I've, I've seen what would have been what's been chosen for the finalists, and yeah, they're all fantastic projects. I I've been part of that process before, and I I, was, I, I know it's different every year because we have a different uh, group of judges every year. But I know some some case, in some years it seems like people can really kind of come together quickly. Um, and get some consensus on certain projects and in others there there are passionate passionate defenders of certain projects and and some of them ha definitely have to be some of them have to be advocated for so to speak because like you said because of those uh, different perspectives everybody might be on one and somebody might go oh but what about this for this one so i i know i i i thought it was a pretty lively debate and <laughs> We, we, I think we came to consensus pretty quick. I mean, we didn't agree on everything, um, but I think we agreed to disagree. <laughs> sure. We're necessary to move on. Um, yeah. yeah, that that seems to be a good tactic for, for uh, a lot of different uh, topics out there. Um, well, that's great yeah. to hear. I'm glad you enjoyed the process. And, oh, my gosh, it has to be fun, right? If, if it's not fun, I mean, come on. <laughs> it was. It, it was definitely a good day. It was a fun day. Good, good. Um, so yeah, w w switching switching away from buildings and engineering and uh, awards. Um, what what are some of your uh, outside interests? Uh, I would say my uh, foremost out, uh, outside interest is uh, gardening. Um, okay. I'm an avid flower gardener, um, which which right now you know I get a break from, but mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time. Um, in the other three seasons, out in, out in the yard, um, and I find it very therapeutic uh, to get my hands dirty. Um, I did realize this year that all of a sudden I now have an indoor plant <laughs> collection, which I haven't I haven't had for years. But now that my kids are getting older, it looks like uh, I'm finding other things to do with my time. Sure, and uh, yeah, maybe you have more room in the house for plants now. Yeah, a little bit of more time to organize and find room. Yeah, um, I also enjoy um, I enjoy cooking and entertaining and uh, spending time with my family. You brought up gardening. I'm I'm curious. Is that I mean I know there's a 
you know, we live where we live. Like you said, you can only, it's really only three seasons, maybe not even that here in Chicagoland um, as far as growing things outside. But is is there, have you had, besides like more kind of go-to plants, have you had any that like, you know, like with um, uh, Sherlock Holmes and the violin where you're like, oh, I want this one to work, but this is the most challenging plant I've ever had to deal with. Uh, there, there have been those plants that I, I really wanted to have in my garden and I might have bought two or three years in a row and moved them in a different spot, but I I know when to quit. So, um, I, I seem to be more fond now of plants that are happy to be here and grow easily and that I can share with my neighbors. Sure. No, that's a, that's a good point. I, I like that. No one to quit. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I'm sure you're not trying to force any palm trees into the soil here. <laughs> oh, no, no. Always just trying to grow what, what's happy to be in Chicago. No, that's great. Yeah, no, that's a, a good point, especially about, yeah, just kind of trying to find native things and yeah, what's appropriate to grow. Um, so speaking, you know, of Chicago, can, can you say uh, maybe one or two things you like most about the area? What about you living here and maybe any tips for people who are visiting? Sure. I I do think one of the most amazing parts about living in Chicago is having the lakefront. Mm-hmm. That it, it just offers this dynamic boundary, ever changing, and and a lot of outdoor opportunities, be it a beach day or you know the air and water show or mm-hmm. a bike ride. Um, I think Chicago wouldn't be the same if it if it didn't have Lake Michigan on its side. Um, we also have so many wonderful you know, cultural institutions and museums and parks and and food and shopping and neighborhoods that just could go on and on. Um, If you're coming to Chicago to visit, of of course, you you have to check the weather forecast. (laughs) Yeah. It it can change drastically in a day and uh, you want to be prepared so you can enjoy enjoy the sights. when, when I have um, guests come into town, um, my, my, my favorite outing, the first outing, mm-hmm. if we can, if we have more than, um, we have only one day, the one outing we would do for sure, would be to take a riverboat cruise and mm-hmm. you'd, you have a different perspective on the buildings, uh, the architecture on the river and to see the river walk. And then um, to go to the 96th floor of the John Hancock building, mm-hmm. Um, where you could have um, drinks and snacks and and get the views of the city, um, but while you know relaxing a little bit and having a drink. Yeah, very good. Yeah, no, it is it is a wonderful view up there, and yeah, I've I've taken that boat tour a couple of times, and yeah, that doesn't get old. I love it. Um, <laughs> right, it does not get old, no matter how many people you take on it. That's no. for sure. Yeah, and they really did a good job uh, developing the river walk down here. So that's that's become a more interesting and inviting environment, I feel like, along the river. Absolutely. That wraps up another edition of Modern Steel Construction's Field Notes podcast. Again, our guest this time around has been Helen Torres, president and founder of Helen Torres & Associates. And I'm your host, Jeff Weisenberger. Thanks for listening, everyone.